In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In his Gospel, St. John records three conversations between Jesus and individuals that draw out the implications of conversion to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, the healing of the man by the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, <clears throat> the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4, and the conversation with Nicodemus that takes place in John 3, which is our gospel today. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, which means that he was an Orthodox Jew. The theology of the Pharisees naturally developed into Christian faith. Uh, for example, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, and though they needed some additional insight and revelation to uh, understand how the resurrection of Jesus fulfilled their resurrection hope, there was a natural progression and connection. Nicodemus became a disciple ultimately, we'll encounter him again at the burial of Jesus when he comes to ask for the body so that we know that he did come to understand his, how his faith developed that way. He did become a disciple. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the gospel by night. In John's gospel, light and day represent God and the presence of God, and night and darkness represent uh, ignorance of God's will or rejection of his will. Nicodemus had uh, practical reasons for coming by night. Fer being a Pharisee was not a full-time job. Pharisees had day jobs, so he likely came to talk to Jesus when he was done with his daily work. But John, in John's Gospel, the symbolism of coming by night means more than that. Uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus in ignorance. In the darkness, Jesus came to the light. Nicodemus said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. And Jesus responded to Nicodemus by saying, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And our English translations obscure the meaning here. The word translated, the Greek word that's translated as no in Nicodemus' statement is the same Greek word that is translated as see in Jesus' response. So Nicodemus said, we know that you're a teacher come from God. And Jesus responded, unless one is born again, he cannot know the kingdom of God. Nicodemus claimed to know, and Jesus told him that apart from the gift of the Spirit, he cannot know. Nicodemus tried to understand what it means to be born of water and the Spirit. At the time of Christ, Judaism had various forms of ritual washing, which symbolized cleansing, renewal, and even rebirth. The use of water by John the Baptist in his ministry bears witness to this. <clears throat> Nicodemus understood, however, that Jesus meant something more than this, because in Judaism at that time, they did not believe that any of these ritual washings actually communicated the gift of the Holy Spirit. And thus John the Baptist had promised, I baptize you with water, but there comes one after me who is mightier than I am, uh, whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
Jesus explained what it means to be born again by the Holy Spirit by comparing the Spirit to the wind. And we should note that in both the Old Testament Hebrew and the New Testament Greek, the words for wind and spirit are the very same words. And we know what's being discussed in these con- by the context in which the word is used. Jesus explains we hear the wind and we see what the wind does, but you can't actually see the wind. Likewise, we see what the Holy Spirit does, and actually on Pentecost last week, they heard the sound of the Spirit coming, so they heard the Spirit. But you can't actually see the Spirit. You can hear, you can see what the Holy Spirit accomplishes, but can't see the Spirit. The gift of the invisible Holy Spirit is communicated in the New Testament through two signs. One was the tongues of fire, that descended upon the disciples on Pentecost, and the other is the water of baptism. The expression, unless one is born of water and the Holy Spirit, is understood by the church to mean that the water of baptism is the sign by which God gives the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is how we are born again. There is a debate in modern Western Christianity about where we locate the experience of being born again. Does it take place in baptism or does it take place with the experience of conversion? Those who argue for the experience of conversion point out that many who are baptized as infants don't look very born again later on sometimes. But, of course, many who claim past dramatic experiences of conversion don't look very born again now either. The church has always understood Christian initiation or being born again to require both. The sacramental act of baptism is the objective sign and instrument of the gift of the Holy Spirit. However, without conversion of heart to faith in Jesus Christ, that gift of the Spirit will be ineffectual. The baptized baby who is not instructed and trained in faith and prayer will likely grow up to be a nominal or apostate Christian until there is an experience of conversion that, as it were, activates the gift that was given. It is an error to overemphasize the past moment of baptism or conversion. This leads people to understand salvation as a static possession, as a kind of insurance policy against hell that one holds on to even though it doesn't have any current application. Faith in Jesus Christ is about living in the spirit in the present moment. Conversion and baptism are the beginning of faith but faith leads to an ongoing experience of renewal. We pray in confirmation that we may, quote, daily increase in the Holy Spirit more and more. We pray each week in the liturgy that our bodies may be made clean and our souls washed again. Thus, don't tell us when you were baptized or when you were converted 
Tell us what God is doing in your life right now. Are you hearing God's word in a new way today? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to change your heart today? What fruit is the Holy Spirit producing in your life now? We cannot see the Holy Spirit. We can see what the Holy Spirit does. What is the Holy Spirit doing in you now? We believe in the Trinity. God is three persons who together are one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. That is our essential doctrine, and today is Trinity Sunday, in which we remember this. But God is not merely an idea or a doctrine. God is a loving relationship of persons. The Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father, and their love is manifested in a third person, the Holy Spirit. And this love of Father for Son and Son for Father is shared with us in baptism, and that gift is received by us through faith or trust in Jesus Christ. We know the Father through the Son by means of the Holy Spirit. And this is our experience in the Eucharist and indeed in the entire life of prayer. Here the unknowable Father is made known to us through his Son in the Word of God and in the reception of Christ's body and blood. We experience this union with the Father through the Son in the Spirit. The Spirit makes us know helps us to experience that which we cannot experience without the Spirit. This 1 Corinthians says, quote, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. This Romans says, quote, The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Or as Jesus says in our Gospel, unless one is born again, he cannot know the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.